This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. You're now listening to The Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three relatively grown men binge the iconic HBO series Sex and the City. So dust off those DVDs and grab yourself a white wine or even a cosmopolitan and settle in. Take it away, boys. Welcome to the Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three guys are watching and just like that. And just like that, I'm Corey Cavan. I'm Kevin James Doyle. My name is John Sieber, and I love I love the new intro. I know. I know. I mean, we get we got stuff to do. We got things to break down. We don't have time for this bullshit. We got a podcast. <laughs> We're a couple of Che Diaz's here. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta hit the airwaves hard. Absolutely. I- Who's the podcast boss? I like how she refers to herself. I'm the podcast boss. <laughs> yeah. I'm I mean, the boss of the podcast. <laughs> you know what? Uh, listen, here's here's what, especially because we're we have an urgency of that is not present in when we're when we're breaking things down. Yep. We we watched the ep, we rewatched it, and we wanted to give special time to the pod. So we should we just what should we do? Should we just get into it? I guess so. I guess we're breaking, we the format. we're breaking the format. Then I mean, we need to we need to do some well, sort of bullshit well, in here. Yeah, let, let's Ooh. let's do a little bullshit. We should we should talk about the yeah, fact. Talk that... about little Debbie Christmas trees or something, like <laughs> dude. Little Debbie Christmas trees. They got the they got the colored sugar. Oh, yeah, like the the green and red sugar. It's so good. I have yeah, some of that of green and red sugar in my cupboard, which probably is not a surprise to anyone. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's what? delicious. I feel like the lay of the land where we're at is we, we the two episodes well, came out last week. Yes. Last Thursday. We watched we watched them both. Um mm-hmm. and then it was so late cuz the new episodes are 40 45 minutes. Yeah. Which, yeah, the, the the new one. Or do you think they're all going to be 45 minutes? Which 45 minutes 45 minutes is standard hour long television without commercials. It's 44 yeah. minutes is what that is. And so it's funny that streamers now are just like a lot of times they're like, well, we'll make an hour TV show, but it's only 44 minutes because that's what it would I know, be. That is so, that is so weird. I mean, like, I mean, you, after this, go watch after this. You need to go watch 16 minutes, 26 minutes or, or, or 16 minutes of commercials. Yeah, exactly. Just watch the same Gillette <laughs> razor commercial over and over again for 16 minutes. Yeah. And just remember, remember what the 2000 2000s were like. Um, yeah. I mean. It's the Cur- best even curb curb does that curb has longer episodes now and it's like a full-on comedy um so i don't know i think i think you're just you're not really bound by the traditional format so it doesn't really matter because even even on hbo premium they still had to have half hour slots you know yeah like yeah, when it was true. when sex and city was originally on what's there so the dumb commercial or dumb question was there commercials on the original HBO? No, because it was no, a no, paid. It was a paid thing. Paid, paid service. Yeah. 
Damn, yeah. HBO's been in the pocket for a long time offering that. Yeah, I mean, they started. Yeah, they started with. Um, we talked about this when we did the when we started the pod, but like they their big thing when they started was like boxing, right? It was like yeah. boxing and sports, and then uh, movies, and then and then taxi cab confessions and uh, yeah. real sex. Yeah, yeah, still the real sex. Real sex was awesome. It was just the first the, time. Just you watching you think HBO people jerk pit? off on a mountain. <laughs> Do you think HBO was Dude's pissed when other, when other TV networks started like charging? Like, they you weren't doing they were... that for since like the eighties. Well, that like, we look I mean, at that's... Netflix. Netflix is this novel company. Netflix. No, I mean like, when when Netflix... game. It's like Netflix just stole HBO's business model. That's literally the past ten years. We've uh, we had our previous guest James Andrew Miller, um, mm-hmm. who t- did the C- Sex in the City. Uh, podcast and what was his podcast origins Origins. he just put out a a huge book about the history of hbo and it's all about like the sopranos sex in the city era and how that's like literally the the greatest era of television that changed everything and then so far yeah but then when netflix came in the past until they created hbo max and that's uh what we're watching this on Everyone was just like, what the fuck? You guys are just getting lapped by Netflix. And mm-hmm. it's he said that HBO Max rollout is one of like the most like uh dysfunctional, like corporate mess ups in a while. They just like let them get way ahead. Um, and that's that book like just came out. It was just on this podcast called The Business the other day, and he was talking about it. Very fascinating. That is super fascinating. I heard that this show is HBO Max's highest watched new show in yeah. ever. Yeah. So this, I feel like this, and we talked about this before, but this is like one of HBO Max. We don't know how much everyone got paid, but I feel like this was one of their big swings of being like, okay, how do we catch up with places like Prime and... Um, yeah. Yeah. Also, when I know, when they, se- I know several people that have subscribed to HBO just because of this show. Because yeah, the, yeah, that was they that texted was their, me and they're like, "I just want to let you know, I'm I'm coming on, I'm bored with HBO, just so I can watch the and just like that episode." It's wait, just crazy. It's awesome. Do you mean they? Do you mean you know several people that subscribe to HBO Max so they could listen to our podcast, so they would have a reason <laughs> to listen to our podcast? Is that what it was? Yeah, they want to hear which one of us is Che Diaz. <laughs> Why? Which one's the boss? Guess what? We're three faces of Che Diaz. <laughs> I'm Morning, the laser lines. Noon and night. Yeah, John's <laughs> the laser lines. <laughs> Dude, I, I hope love. we get to meet Che Diaz's barber. That's what I hope. I hope oh, so. Oh I want to show her a picture like, of the I hope laser like a lines that I, episode. that I put in my head during the beginning of the pandemic <laughs> that were just awful. I forgot about those. Yeah, I was like, I'm not going to see anyone for 10 weeks. So I thought, let's do some nice laser lines. And oh boy, they, I did a shitty job. <laughs> but you also you created your son in that time as well and so yeah, it's like that's right first time you first time your swimmers like actually found an egg was when you had those laser lines you know what i mean that's true yeah, man. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's the reason <laughs> i mean i don't know if causation does not equal what is it called <laughs> correlation does not equal causation but it, with that i think it 100 percent does yeah, man. So. Um, well, we uh, uh, we did 
yeah, the, we're like in the thick of it. Tomorrow we're going to watch the new episode. Mm-hmm. And we should, we should bring everyone to everyone's attention. It's, it is 7.45 a.m. We yeah, are yeah. very, we are very dedicated to delivering a nice, hot, spicy podcast before yeah. the third one comes out. Kevin, you've watched this episode several times. Yep. Uh, I can, yeah, I can I, tell I because re-watch. I can see, I can see the steam coming off your face of how pissed you are off at Miranda. <laughs> I I had to rewatch this episode because uh, Sarah Jessica Parker sent us a bunch of her in vivo wine. And so mm-hmm. when I watched this episode, John had to go home and then we watched it, me and Corey, and then we were going to pod later. And me and Corey just pounded a bunch of Sarah Jessica Parker's in vivo <laughs> wine. And like the mm-hmm. last 20 minutes of this, I was I was a real Miranda <laughs> which is to say, which is to say an alcoholic <laughs> which is to say a booze hound drunk and i was uh, I, and I, I was, was a, and i was abusive to Corey. i started slapping him i was like you're never going to yeah, fuck exactly. your girlfriend under my watch quit smoking <laughs> weed you fucking bum and you enrolled you enrolled in a technical college too to take online classes it's yeah, great and you I get started, a new degree and I started, yeah, uh, I started Kevin's verbally assaulting machine. all the non-binary right. women on my street. <laughs> Kevin kept, Kevin kept being a subway hero and checking people's IDs everywhere. Oh, look, there's Katie and, and Mickey in the background. Coming by to say, hey. <laughs> How long has Mickey been, been awake? Mickey had a rough night. Everyone, everyone was a parent. It's like, I know we've heard this before. Uh, he had a rough night last night. He like just woke up and was was awake for like three hours in the middle of the night so uh he woke up at 6 30 so huh. it was did he hit that button did he hit that button what button what button woke moment <laughs> <laughs> do you think the woke mo- the woke mo- awake, button's gonna come back moment awake moment, moment. <laughs> um yeah it like, definitely I- it definitely will be well, one, one thing about this episode that I think people should remember, they knew they were going to release both at the same time. And right. so it is kind of like one hour and a half long movie in a way. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't end with like resolution. It ends with like the beginning of the series, but it was right. meant to be like dropped at once. And so yep. a lot of people have talked about how sad it is. And they're like, we watch sex in the city to be happy and to remember. And this is really sad, but I think they're setting it up for a real whimsical next eight episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm interested to see once we, once we get the third episode, like the table is set. And I think now we're going to be out of the gate for our new series. And it's like, okay, groundwork's been laid. I also wonder if they're not going to do as many COVID references, because Mm, on the the second rewatch of episode two, you know, Bitsy Von Muffling is like, when I lost my husband to the COVID and she was talking about how no one could do a zoom Shiva. And like, it there's, I think they're going to be like, okay, we've caught you up a million times now. Now we're just, we're back in, we're in the world now. I think Carrie's going to fly. Is Carrie going to fly again? Yes, she's gonna get a booster, and one of the uh, one of the one of the side effects is that she's just gonna start flying. She's flying like, flying like you could either get myocarditis or you could fly. And she just she's gets gonna that. play Quidditch for an entire episode. <laughs> for for Dude, those of you that forget, crossovers with Harry Potter. 
for those of you that uh that are just like I want the the series to be like it used to be. Do you do you really want to look, looking at the camera and then just yeah, having exactly. uh and having five dudes uh, at the at the Greenwich Village basketball park <laughs> just being like, "What's up? My name's Phil Stein." I play point guard for the fucking losers that play basketball and Rich I love blowjobs and, <laughs> and then Carrie and then Carrie just flies off when big takes her on a date. She just floats off like she's Mary fucking Poppins. Do you do you want how it used to be? <laughs> Things change. This isn't just like that. This isn't season one of sex in the city, motherfuckers. <laughs> and spicy, that was a spicy woke moment. <laughs> That was our woke moment right there. That's when we wake you up to the fact that it's not sex in the city anymore. Sorry. I just had my coffee. (laughs) Um, You know, one thing that would you, it is interesting that like this was two dropped at the same time. And that's, that is a weird thing that we're going to be into now. I don't think they'll do that again, but the nature of streamers is like when they started um, uh, Eastbound and Down, they were like, mm-hmm. we conceptualized this as we only wanted to do. They were like, we only wanted to do one season. And then HBO was like, you, we want you to do another season. And so they were like, we basically just thought of this as like, we're making, I think they were like, we're making three, six hour long movies. And then they ended up doing a fourth season, but it's like, and then succession. I was just talking to someone about this last night, succession season three. I was so confused as to why they did nine episodes episodes. for season three as opposed to 10 and someone was like well it's like it's like three triptychs it's like the first three episodes are are like a a triplet or or it's not a couple whatever it's like three triptychs it's like three three and three and then like this and then like episode two and episode four there's like you can basically play with format like that in streamers yeah and so they're doing that with this one where it's like they'll set it up and then they're off to the races well, let's get off to the races. Let's let's yeah. break let's break down this little black dress. Let's yeah. let's take a take a little break. Katie will read the episode summary, and we will come back and dice and and listen to Kevin rant about uh, Miranda. It'll be great. All right, Katie, <laughs> take us away, ladies and gentlemen. What are you doing? What do you mean? I'm making. Just keep it simple. I'm making the promo. Just keep it simple. Just say, hey, we're the Brav Bros. Two guys that talk about Bravo. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're the Brav Bros. No. Oh. Dude, stop with the voice. Just keep it simple. I've seen promos on TV, dude. This is how you get the fans engaged. This is how you get listeners. We're trying to get listeners here. If we just say, oh, we're two dudes that talk about Bravo, people are going to get tired of it already. We need some oomph. All right, then fine. Let's try to do it with your voice. Brav Bros. Good job. Episode 2, Little Black Dress. Miranda and Charlotte come to Carrie's aid, proving what good friends are for. Anthony and Stanford vow to let go of their petty arguments. And now, back to the boys. Okay. And we're back. We're back. Just like that. I learned how long five hours can be. When is when is um when is it when you experience the theory of relativity at its greatest? Is that a question? Yeah, I mean that's what Carrie was saying. There's the old saying like, if you want to understand the theory of relativity, spend spend uh, a minute with someone you like, and it feels like an hour. Spend uh, 
no, if it's spend an hour with somebody you like, it feels like a minute. Spend a minute sitting on the stove and it feels like an hour. That's oh, what wow. she's saying, right? Like, I guess five so. hours was, uh, she, she, when you're in pain, when you're distraught or distressed, mm-hmm. uh, time can, can stretch itself out. Mm-hmm. Is there, is there like a, like mine is always There's- when we're getting right into it. It's like when I can't fall asleep, when I have like, mm-hmm. I think that's what Carrie's going to through as well. But when I have, uh, insomnia and like you look at your clock and you're like surely four hours has gone by and it's been like 20 minutes and you're like damn yeah. it why can't i fall asleep yeah. um yeah anyway. i i yeah sorry go ahead let's get back to brady sex strong, <laughs> strong oh, we starts. need to talk about we need to talk about this the strong start we know two people that because because either someone had like shared their password and the first episode was already watched or they just messed up we know at least two people who texted me and Kevin and said, uh, man, what a weird way to start the series with Brady having sex. <laughs> and we were like, yeah. no, you watch the second episode first. Yeah. Which, which also it was crazy. What rewatching the episode now and, and imagining that being the intro, because it almost, it's like, it's too bold. I don't think they should have done it, but it yeah. is hmm. kind of why it, it minus just it being Brady sex. If there was one more intro that was a little different and it started just with Miranda and then going over to Carrie's and maybe one more shot of the city before that, like, I don't know, the sun rising on the city and then and then Miranda going over there, kind of just throwing you in there is not bad. It wouldn't mm-hmm. have it, it would be shocking, but it almost made enough sense. It's like, really, it'd be really dark, but it would make enough sense if they did that. And then the second episode was like some big carry uh like throwbacks i don't know it was it was interesting imagining watching that <laughs> thinking that that was episode one because you'd be like man they're just they just yeah ruthless but um, I, I like this as an epi- as an intro to episode two i thought it did i mean it was bold they definitely mm-hmm. swung and i think they connected mm-hmm. i think it's it sets up like this distinction between the uh the younger generation and the the carrie miranda charlotte steve generation mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. like one one generation and, and that where the the women might have been 20 years ago or, or a little bit older are carefree just banging making noise doesn't matter mm-hmm. well this generation now are dealing with loss and grief and yeah, Steve not being able to hear stuff. I don't know. I just thought it like did a really good job of showing that those two things existing at the same time. I think yeah. it's a difficult, it's a difficult thing because when you watch TV, you know, you think you want it to represent reality. And I don't want people to get the idea out there that you can just, you can go from, uh, from a girl riding on top to then switch to the guy over the top without having any sort of pullout or any sort of mistake. <laughs> I, it was just a complex sexual move to, for Brady to be making at age 17. Um, yeah, well, they but, both have their they both have their sex shirts on. So I think it makes it easier. <laughs> they, got their, they got their uniforms on. They, they got their yeah. team uniforms with their sex T-shirts. It's time to have sex, babe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Grab your it T-shirt. Would, it would be a lot. It's It would be more realistically. It'd be Brady being like, oh oops and then her being like wait 
And he's like, like what do I do now? And she's like, fucking, I don't know, finger me. This sucks. Why, why don't you just Gosh, pretend to terrible. pretend to bang the, the bed against the, the wall so your parents think you're getting laid? <laughs> Yeah. Also, yeah, exactly. this is this is very important for everyone to know. That girl was not. Uh, all of those moans were fake. Those those were all her just being like, "Oh gosh, he thinks that he's really do. He thinks he's really hitting it." But that was uh, that. I don't know. I bet they're. I bet they'll have an awkward sex moment later with him, because if they're showing all the sex stuff with him, mm-hmm. it, it, uh, aren't know. they? Aren't they setting up that like? Do you, you think they're setting this up to have him go through an awkward sex moment or rather to show this like um, Miranda who is very sex positive, non-judgmental? Uh, and that's a good question. Or are they showing this side of Brady to then show that Miranda isn't as accepting as we thought she was? Because when he smokes weed, she goes, she goes, Papa Bear very fast. Right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think, think like that's the thing is is when when I was watching that, you're like, if you think that that there would be a mom who's that's okay with a 17 year old having just as much sex as possible, like I don't think that same person would really care if they took a hit off of a joint. But right, I mean, I uh, also think that I think it they're setting something up for sure. But you know, I I think Miranda would have. I don't care how sex positive she was like, I think that she always would have taken a little bit of that approach to Brady. Even I think even if you're sex positive, you're still like, yeah, keep it down. Yeah. Like, you just got your girlfriend over here and now you're banging the like headboard against the wall. Like you have school tomorrow, you know, like I think <laughs> they're still parents, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, and they're, I, and, yeah, I, and I think they, they're setting up to their parents. Yeah. They're, they're just like, that's, realistically they'd care more about the wall you know what i mean they'd be like this is our fucking brownstone we purchased this i just i just, I just did the drywall in there last week come on hey come you on. have to rehag the she rock when we lay it brady come hey, on it's my, not uh, easy to do that's uh that's our hand-me-down west Elm bed frame okay and we're not buying you another one we got that from charlotte and harry okay i don't want to have to ask him for another one come on Dude, I never really thought of that. Steve and Miranda get so much of Charlotte and Harry's old shit. <laughs> oh, so much, dude. So much. Even even if they can afford it, I feel like they're still like Oh yeah. Dude, Steve like, Steve has no, taken so many furniture. trips up to up to their apartment to drive shit home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what if uh what if uh what if Brady at at Big's funeral is just making out with his girlfriend and they're like, stop. He's like, don't sex shame me. They're like, this is Big's funeral. What are you doing? <laughs> and he's like, I make out and I fuck all the time. It doesn't matter where we're at. <laughs> Big would have wanted this. <laughs> yeah, Big would have wanted it this way. John he Preston, he, he snuck me a scotch, gave me a cigar and said, never stop making out, kid. Doesn't matter where you wish. are. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you're at my funeral. That could I could imagine Big actually saying that. Be like at my funeral. I hope you're, I hope you're, <laughs> you're getting laid or something. Yeah, and he just takes it serious. Yeah. Making deals, making deals, and getting laid. The John James Preston way. Was his middle well, name James? I think so. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. Um. Yeah. They have his big old name up there. 
It's a very life. Oh, yeah. It was a very lifeless funeral. It was a very like it was a very posh, lifeless funeral. I saw a few people mention on um, Instagram just that it's like he would have been had a funeral at a church. Like he's he yes. went to church a few That's times. That's very true. And this definitely did feel like a lifeless TV funeral. And I'm. Yeah, You know, I don't want to like find things to criticize about the show when there doesn't need to be one, but I noticed a lot of people saying that and it seemed like, yeah. like, you know, you guys created the character that is at this Episcopal church all the time or whatever church he was at. And this mm-hmm. was just an especially, <laughs> it looked like, it looked like a funeral at like Kanye West's house. It was just, <laughs> no. totally. you know what I mean? It did. Like there would have been a DJ. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It did look like a Zoolander funeral, kind of. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. He was Isn't a wonderful is- man. Yeah, exactly. Dude, um, it definitely was f- sponsored by Mugatu. <laughs> <laughs> Mugatu. I totally forgot about Mugatu. That's, That's Will I need Ferrell's to rewatch that movie from Zoolander. It holds up because Zoolander was like the shit, and it does in, hold I up know. very much. Oh does it? Gosh. I haven't watched oh, yeah. it in years. It it holds up very much. David Duchovny's in it. It's a very solid movie. That's just Um, like that is that age of we're not going to go down the Zoolander rabbit hole too hard. But like that's that age of movie that like maybe it'll come back. But it was just like peak silliness of just like even even the concept of like, yeah, it's a movie about models that pooch out their lips and look like this. Like that's the entire concept of the movie. It's like airplane for for the yeah. fashion industry mm. yeah exactly um All kevin right. you you watched the episode twice and you watched it most recently um mm-hmm. give us a give us a rundown give us a scene by scene rundown and then we'll we'll dive in so brady's getting that ass you know um and then and then <laughs> that? that's the, <laughs> um he's uh he's having sex and then miranda and steve find out that uh big is dead And then she goes over to Miranda goes over to stay with Carrie. Uh, And then we're basically in funeral prep. Um, Mm -hmm. Carrie's getting online to uh, check out funeral homes. She's watching sizzle reels for the funeral home. She's like, dude, this place looks fucking sick to bury my husband. And then drone um, footage. (laughs) Yeah. Drone footage. And then, uh, and then Miranda goes to school to study human rights on the upper uh, west side at Columbia and she's on the subway and her mm-hmm. um, th- they go through security uh, and then she stops her pro- she gets through and then her her professor uh, gets can't find her ID and so can't get through so Miranda has a moment where she tries to defend uh, her professor to get her through and it's like a kind of um, a Karanda moment, another one. Karananda, Karanda, Karanda, and then um, uh, Kristen uh, Charlotte is having kind of like a family moment, explaining death to her children and getting very emotional. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we are into the funeral, and some flowers are there. Do we, have, and, we had we had we have an Anthony and Stanford moment. Oh, we have a little yeah. too. Yeah, Anthony and Stanford are being catty. Um, they're kind of like well, mm-hmm. they're probably one of those couples that like everyone at this point is like they're together, but they probably never should have been together. So they're they make everyone mm-hmm. uncomfortable when they're around. They just snipe at each other the whole time. Mm-hmm. And um 
And so, which yeah, is, which is like the consensus of, of sex and city diehard fans too. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. That it's like, like just the two gay, the two gay characters got together for, yeah. for no other reason other than that they're gay. And, yeah. and listen, that could be a, a snipe at the show, but that also happens in real life. You know, when just two people that are around each other long enough, get married and then fight all the time and they'll be divorced in like 20 years and everyone just puts mm. up with it till then. Um, jeez. <laughs> I mean, they do, they do have a very, I know. E- even in this, they snipe at each other and then they're like, let's not do it anymore. And then he's like, you're cl- You have that clone. I don't like. And then it, it ends with this weird c- cutesy note, but I don't know. Couples like that annoy me. So, um, then Samantha, uh, Carrie doesn't want the flowers at her funeral. She said no flowers, and then she sees they're sent by none other than Samantha Jones. And mm. so she says, keep the flowers. Then we're at the funeral. They play the song from episode one, which was a very cool callback. You see things from Big's life. Mm-hmm. His uh, secretary is there. We have a, a, a Mitzi Von Muffling moment and a Susan, Karen, Susan Sharon moment, <laughs> which we'll talk about. And then... Also, someone's like, uh, Big kind of sucked to his who's crying. And they're like, is it me or is did Big suck? And then uh, we're kind of, uh, well, yeah. Then um, there's also Miranda drinking at the funeral reference, which we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. And then um, Carrie and Willie Garson, uh, Stanford Blatch, sorry, are and Miranda are over at Carrie's. And mm-hmm. they don't want Charlotte to come over because she's just crying all the time and making mm-hmm. it not making it about her. She's just very emotional. Uh, mm-hmm. And she has been throughout the whole episode. And so then uh, she gets in and is like kind of hurt because Carrie's like, I yeah. just need need my stuff. And then also there's another reference when Willie uh, Stanford Blatch is like, hey, is this too strong? Because they're drinking martinis. And Miranda's like, not for this moment. Kind of another alcohol mm. reference. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, true. And that's what we got. And then, oh, and the, I, we have talked about it in this. I don't remember if you missed it or not in this. Oh, by the way, great, great wrap great, up. The only thing is job. like the, the Che Diaz Miranda meeting with the smoking weed mm-hmm. with the kid. With oh, Brady. yes, yes, yes. And then they have their, they have their whole like, like they carry introduces them later. And then mm-hmm. Che Diaz, uh, Che Diaz. For the tenth time, slides into conversation. Well, you know I'm a comedian, as Che Diaz <laughs> tends to do all the hey, time. Hey, I'm a I'm a comedian. I'll turn this into a tight ten on the stand up stage with the microphone that I speak into. <laughs> exactly. Che, che Diaz clunkily talks about the fact that uh, I mean, well, you know, if you think about it, a funeral there's a setup and a punchline. Che Diaz, why are you hack? Why are you ham-fistedly talking about stand-up again? Yeah, all the time, <laughs> dude. You know it'd be funny because uh, uh, Miranda does her speech, and then Willie Garson says uh, he's like, "Oh, I wish I could get up there." And Anthony says, "It's a funeral. It's not the moth," which I thought was a very funny. I thought that was funny. That was one yeah, of the better like uh, uh, modern references. Yeah, but mm-hmm. it would be funny if just like the whole time like. Che Diaz is in the back just cracking her neck being like, oh man, I wish I could fucking get up there. I know. 
Like, Th- there's one thing. Okay, it's crazy, did, did right? You, what else you, is in the news? Did you guys see uh, <laughs> gas prices are crazy now, huh? <laughs> Thanks, Biden. Did you guys what, see uh, mention um, Big's secretary as well? I'm sorry. I, I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. He mentioned it. Okay. Yeah, and and then Carrie says that's what she prefers to be called. And then there's a mm-hmm. whole thing about they they do a it. It's a little hit over the head, but it's actually kind of nice. Where it's like you know she's like all the other guys got rid of their their old girls, and yeah. like he kept me on. You know, like yeah. Um, there's a, I don't know if it ever, now this makes sense. Okay. So Stanford and Anthony Stanford kind of kicks her out of their front seats mm-hmm. and, and it's, it's weird. And, but then Stanford's also like, I need to sit by my best friend and need my man by my side. And yeah. then there's the weird thing where Che Diaz like walks up from the back and gives the crying secretary a handkerchief. Mm hmm. And I thought that was very odd. I think it was just to be like, hey, JDS cares. But do you think that I think is it's like also t- to show that JDS isn't the type of person to sit at a funeral? She stands I think in the that's back. part of it. Yeah. yeah. She's, she stands at the back. But I think, she I hovers. guess, is that, is, is there something there with it's like, we, we I didn't think it was forget another about moment the, to sh- Yeah, she's a stand up. Sh- so she's committed. <laughs> it is. There is a thing where it's like, you know how comedians always stand at the back of the club? I think yeah, that's yeah. the, just, it's like, oh, she's a stand-up. She doesn't know how to sit down in a room of people. But also I think I mean, it was to be like, I think it's also to show a little more humanity of like this big secretary character of just like, you know, I, I think, I don't know. I think yeah. that's the last time we see big secretaries. Like they, they put her in the back and then, you know, she's crying and then Che is nice to her. I, I guess that was more of a Stanford moment when they sent her to the back and it was like a misunderstanding, yeah. a misunderstanding. <laughs> yeah i mean i do think the che diaz thing right now is just a it's a rough character for me because it i i don't i don't necessarily believe in her career as a comedian and the podcast doesn't seem authentic and right and also like even i don't know there's just I'm I'm I have high hopes that they do something interesting but right now it just seems like a lot of, even that moment was just like I'm a sympathetic character. Right. It, mm-hmm. You know, it was it was like someone's not going to walk like 20 feet and be like here's a tissue but the yeah. person that gives the tissue is the character that w- we need you to sympathize with in this right. next mm-hmm. moment. Also why are you fucking smoking weed everywhere? It's like so dumb <laughs> like it's so stupid. It's ins- I know. it's insane how dumb that is. The weed that, references are are very in your face. And I talked to two friends this this week who they lived in New York for like 15, 16 years and they moved away like five years ago. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they we were like out doing Christmas stuff and they were like, man, weed is everywhere. But like that was it. It's like a normal person is just like, man, there's a lot of weed in New York now. But they're going so hard on the weed stuff with Jay Diaz yeah. to the point where it's like, it's like, yeah, we get it. You can smoke weed in in America right. and in New York, but come on, Jay Diaz, like, also get a get a vape pen. Stop pulling mm-hmm. out a lighter in public all the time. <laughs> I, I know because it it would be it, it, the common and re- and this just has to do with like realism of like not bringing me out of the show. I don't care. Yes. Yeah. But it, but it it would be like. You would at least sneak around and be like, oh, are they going to smell it? Like, 
Yeah, but like we're behind a corner. It wouldn't just be out in the whole thing and just yeah. be like, oh, sorry, I've been smoking pot since I'm 13. It's like, well, you've been rude since you've been 13. Okay. Just yeah. to have a little decorum. Someone I fucking they, died. Okay. <laughs> I hope they go harder with it. I hope like, I hope that it just elevates to where like they're going to be, they're going to be at like a business meeting and then you just hear <laughs> and Chad Diaz just has a giant water bong. Like, I just hope that they, I hope they just keep pulling it out hardcore. <laughs> Do you know what that would be? What? A toke moment. <laughs> <laughs> toke moment. <laughs> Just with a <Dude>. bong. <laughs> In all honesty, if they, if, if they, if they, smoke moment. Smoke In all moment. honesty, if, In all honesty, if they comedian. did that, she needs it would, her it would joke moment. <laughs> <laughs> joke moment. <laughs> that would make their podcast feel, feel more authentic, honestly, if they did that. Oh man. Uh, um let's let's talk about Charlotte. Yep. Um mm. I want to talk about the emotional person and the sometimes feeling that that emotional person is hijacking the moment because of their uh emotions. Mm. Uh do you all have anyone like that in your life or do you know anyone like that? We're hijacking, hij- <laughs> hijacking. Who, who would you say? Katie sometimes. Uh, that is, this so is from funny. Her own mouth. This is from her own mouth that she is like really relates to Charlotte in that way. And it's never, mm. it's never like she, it, Katie's just a very emotional person and she feels so deeply for her friends and her family. Mm. Mm-hmm. But we joke that like whenever some, whenever, a friend tells her sad news, Katie definitely like gets more emotional than the person she's telling. So when we watched that storyline together, it was, she's like, I've never been more heard than seeing Charlotte. <laughs> do it. And it's just like, it's very funny. But I think that that's a real thing. And I think like Katie can't control it. She just like cares a lot. So if you tell, you know, if, if you had a, a parent or a friend pass away, Katie will really, feel so bad for you that she mm. you know gets emotional and uh it's it's just so funny seeing charlotte do it uh, i yeah huh, that's interesting i mean i i i wonder if i do that sometimes i have before like i have i will sometimes put things on people to be like you know i remember i talked to a friend one time <laughs> where i was like i think it's really good how you and your girlfriend have like I know you guys had a hard time and like you guys have really patched stuff up and he was just like, thanks. I really appreciate that. And then they broke up like two weeks later and I was like, Oh, I really put that on time. So I think I will, I will sometimes do that in like, it's almost like a rose colored glasses thing mm-hmm. of, you know, just like trying to take on a person's struggle and just affirm them to where mm-hmm. I, you could probably just be like, yeah, I mean, thanks. But like, yeah. you know, you're kind of taking it more serious than I am. I think I will yeah. do that. And and as we have said before, I am Katie. So, yeah. Well, um, I think, do, do you I think, think with, that'll be, sorry, go ahead, Kevin. Well, just with people like that, it's like, it's kind of interesting because people grieve in such different ways and it's mm-hmm. like having a drink and, and not, and just being like, I don't want to talk. Like some people grieve that way and some people grieve by, by weeping. And I do think that the funeral scene in general did a good job at showing 
what a funeral is really like, which is like, mm-hmm. um, which is like, oh yeah, remember when this person was an asshole, and also like, remember these moments, and some mm-hmm. people are crying and some people are joking. Like, you know, I I do think that everyone grieves in different ways, and it was an interesting storyline to show like Charlotte's strength as, and Carrie being like, I don't want her to know this, but mm-hmm. I just want to hang and not be sad right now so it it felt like kind of a bummer uh Mm -hmm. because their friendship is like affected by it and and especially in the limited episodes we have we don't want to see like carrie and charlotte like fighting but Mm -hmm. yeah that's that was gonna be my follow-up question do you think this is gonna be a theme that is gonna extend into other episodes or do you think this was an isolated okay i I, I think yeah i think this was a isolated i think these first two episodes were like a movie and this was mm-hmm. uh, laying out some conflict and now it, the girls are the girls are going to rome tonight boys uh, so, so what, i don't so think it is, is I, there will be other conflict so, but i don't think this will extend so what is the like what is the charlotte conflict going to be because the first episode we thought it was like going to be the family dynamic of her relating to lily more than rose um and, and that that obviously wasn't in the second episode at all. So like, what what do you think well, the dynamic is? It going to be with her her friend? I forgot her friend. Um, oh, uh, LTW. Uh, yeah. Do you think uh, it's going to be something with her? FDR. What's her name? Um, yeah. Franklin Delano. Lisa, Lisa Todd Wexley. Isn't it Lisa yeah, Todd Wexley? It's going to be something yeah. with yeah. Do you think it, it's going to be something be. with Lisa Todd? Is Lisa Todd Wexley is the one that um uh. Nicole's husband called uh Nicole Parker's husband called Black Charlotte, right? Isn't yeah. that yeah. didn't he call her Black Charlotte? Yeah. I that's it might the conflict might be between the two of them. Or it it, it it and it may not even be a conflict, it may just be something about their friendship. Like it may just be their friendship story. I almost wonder yeah. if it's that that like Charlotte is like has this other friend that, you know, that there's got to be some conflict with them because they're both so nice. Like she shows up they're, they're for the very, lunch that Charlotte forgets. Similar. They're yeah. very similar. Mm-hmm. Like in the way mm-hmm. they dress, like everything. So yeah, maybe it, maybe it's a conflict with the two of them somehow. I mean, I do think there could be supply chain issues and like they can't get any cream <laughs> cheese in New York and like Harry's There's a cream starts, cheese shortage. He, start, he starts <laughs> losing like in Back to the Future. He starts like disappearing mm-hmm. and like he needs like his life force. <laughs> great scott charlotte <laughs> we need cream cheese now um 1. it's like 21 cream cheeses this would be my 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 miranda gripe and we can talk about her storyline because i think charlotte is very true to her character in this and obviously we were doing like everyone else in like these writers are fallible and we were doing the same thing. Once we announced this, we're like, what is the story going to be? And I think that, I think that a mistake that they're making that I don't like is that they're giving Miranda Charlotte's storyline in order to surprise the viewer Mm -hmm. in order to Mm. like put us back on our toes. And it's, it's really not, it doesn't make sense. And Mm -hmm. you're Mm -hmm. like, I'm like pushing back against it because I'm like, this is not, 
true. And like, of course, everyone's going to fight on the internet and everyone's going to be like, this is what the person was. It's like they're a fictional character, but there is some truth to like what is created. And I find all of Miranda's moments at school and even her life path to be completely inauthentic. Um, I actually don't know. Even when I think about the first episode now of like, why would a high powered lawyer at a law firm have to go back to human rights to be like, Oh, these are human rights that it's like, she could leave and just start a new firm and do other work. Like the fact that she even has to go put herself in a position because this is what happened in the writer's room. They need to create a character and a way for Miranda to have these moments. Mm -hmm. And I even think that it's like kind of obnoxious that it's like, has to even these storylines have to play out in a way that it's like this is the teacher and this is the student which is Mm -hmm, what we said mm -hmm. would happen before in the way they're going to update the series is like it's going to be other characters teaching these women which is fine Mm -hmm. but it's so ham-fisted for her to just be like this is what i read in how to be an anti-racist by ibram kendi x last week it's like Mm -hmm. shut the fuck up like that is that is just bad writing i think yeah well, I this is I think this is because we were talking about how we were going to get into the the Miranda discussion, and I think what's interesting is like it almost feels like they're trying to do two things. I feel like they're trying to get the reference in of Miranda, you know, being like, you know, am I being a white savior? And then they they actually say she that, says that. You know, yeah. she says she's yeah. like that was a little white saviory. And then at the end, when they're on the subway and she like hits the kid in the Chucky outfit with the book, she's like, I didn't know if I was being a white savior. So I think they're By trying the way, have to. You guys, have you guys ever seen a Chucky, a, gr- a dressed up Chucky, in, in New York? No, because we that, see one in that our neighborhood. Happen all the time. We see one in our neighborhood all the time. Like Katie will be like, really? I just saw Chucky coming out of that bowling alley. That's scary. And like, there's there's Chucky. So like. That that struck struck a nerve with some people, I think, who see Chucky's in New York. That I think is that if that's the case, which I believe you, that's dead on. That's great that they did that. Yeah, that's one of those things um, that's like the 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 cards on on the ground in New York City yeah. when Burger did that. That it's mm-hmm. like some people are like, does that even happen? And then someone else is like, oh no no no, all the time. You see Chucky's all the time. all the time and cards on the ground yeah. everywhere in New York. Dude, <laughs> that means they got to they got to show some of those super lit up three wheel motorcycle cars. You know those ones that go down the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the three wheel thing, and they just have music blasting. There's tons of lights on them. They gotta they gotta have it's one of those. Um, I um, this well, this is what I want to say real quick is that I I think what you're saying is interesting because I think they're doing a little bit of that to throw in some some cultural references, but I mm. also think and and. I also think that they are trying to create a situation where Miranda's character is lost in life and Mm. she's drinking. They're setting up Mm. this possible relationship with Che Diaz that seems like they're setting the trap for that. And I want to be clear that like, I'm not saying that she's lost in life. And so she's going to this new, like woke, like woke theology of her life. I think that, I think that part of it is that they're just trying to like say, we're trying to give notice that these are the, these are conversations that people are having. And like one of them what? would have read this book, but I think that they're setting the thing where it's like Miranda has left her career. Even Carrie mm-hmm. was like, you need to go to school, especially after that terrible first day you had. Like, I think they're trying to get mm-hmm. this thing where it's like Miranda's spinning and they're going to try to yeah. give her, I bet Che's going to have a, like, you need to quit drinking and smoke weed conversation with her 
Like I, <laughs> with, I feel like they're Brady. trying to set a thing where it's like Miranda had it, had this powerful thing and now she's spinning and they're going to try to like save her somehow. Yeah. Mm. Like, like Kevin, what, what, what does a, a Miranda midlife crisis look like? If you think her character right now is acting in an inauthentic way, like what is, what does it look like for a high power attorney to, to go through a midlife crisis? Um, if you were to write the character and I'm not, I'm just no, curious. No, no. I, I, I think that that's like, that's the, the challenge of the show, which is like, how do you surprise and remain authentic? And one thing is like, listen, people die. That's the other conversation about this. People are like, this first two episodes are sad. It's like, well, getting older is sad, you know, like, mm -hmm. um, and have you so, ever seen the first 10 minutes of up? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> sad. Um, so I, I think, I think that it's a little annoying and I know this is a mainstream show. There's somehow like a second draft of these moments. It, Miranda's just not the, to me, Miranda's like not this stupid in the way mm -hmm. that she goes about from like, mm -hmm. from the professor thing in, in the thing, like these can happen. These can happen to everybody. Like mm -hmm. every, all of these moments happen with like, you know, I'm with gay people and minorities and black people and, and these cultural mistakes, like that is totally fine. But the way she says it is not, is not necessary. It is just to me. And on the internet, you can see this too, is, is people I think are up for the conversation. And then some of mm -hmm. these scenes are just a little ham fisted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and I'm okay with her going back to school, but it just, it rings a little bit inauthentic of like what, what yeah. lawyer who is that level in New York does this mm -hmm. and needs to go back to school yeah. to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but I actually, this is why it's fun to do this podcast in real time because it does with what Corey just said, it does make sense that it's like, oh, this isn't an isolated thing. Yeah. And there's other yeah. supporting things around to be like, she's spinning and guess what? Powerful Miranda when she gets older, can have a midlife crisis. She's mm -hmm. entitled to that because that fucking happens to strong, confident. Yeah, you ever seen Wild Hogs? Um, <laughs> exactly. What, what, Dude, wait, that's what, so funny. That's exactly what I thought when I was watching the second time. I was like, I was like, she's having like she's having her wild hogs moment. That's so funny. Um, so <laughs> what I want to do is I don't I don't want to take away from the Miranda conversation, but since we are watching this in real time. Uh -huh. One of the great things about Sex and the City is the cultural impact outside of the show. Mm -hmm. And I want to like bring up at least two things that have happened this week that I think everyone uh, is interesting. The first is if you don't already and you're listening to this podcast, I don't know how you don't follow Dan Clay on Instagram. Yeah. But I think it's worth looking up his carry outfit that he did. Mm -hmm. um for the funeral it's amazing mm -hmm. sjp re uh, reposted on instagram and talked about it um dan a friend of the pod he was just on our live show absolutely crushing it with mm -hmm. the um carry funeral look and um think think that's worth discussing the second thing is um peloton's response and yes. the commercial they did with uh mr big yes with chris noth so yeah the well, Miranda and Steve have the conversation that it's funny because uh, Steve is very anti-Peloton and Miranda is very pro-Peloton. She's like, he was on that bike a thousand times and he's like, but he had heart issues. And she's like, this could have been good for his heart. And it was like, and I don't know. I mean, Peloton's, their stock went down. It's going to recover. Mm -hmm. And I think 
I think ultimately it's going to be net positive. I think it um, will be. But, yeah. but I do think in the moment, because even people being like, the more people say the word, they know that everyone knows exercise is healthy. Um, but it is his, um, I don't know. We were making a big thing on Instagram that was like big was murdered. And it's just funny that people would comment below it and just be like, I th- I think there was, uh, I think it was negligence, but I don't believe it was murder. And it's like some people that I think follow us that don't realize we're joking. <laughs> also but, people are yeah. just like, whoa spoiler alert and it's like it's been out for a week okay and yeah, this is yeah, like i know an intense sex and city i get it hey, though i want to also spoilers. point something out looking at looking at peloton stock um back in june of this year it was at 106 and then november 4th it took a hard dive to 50 dollars. is that so when that the was, earnings came out i think maybe that was that way was, before was just like that third quarter yeah, because yeah. they they whiffed on um on the this is not mad money. Um the, <laughs> hey, I'm Jim Kramer. I rolled up my sleeves for this. They announced their I think they took a huge loss with their treadmill that they tried to push. Oh. Uh, mm-hmm. Wait, what what day was that? Uh it was November, November 9th, I believe. So maybe mm-hmm. that's when third quarter earnings came out, you said. I um, yeah, no, not sure. I wanna uh, real quick, I wanna shift a gear to john because we've talked about in the rewatch you were pro carry now mm-hmm. just be yourself but i want to give carry a little grace and see where you're at we had a couple of people we we talked to kevin and i talked to a couple of people who were giving carry some real grief that they were like i can't believe the way she blew up on charlotte and was like i should have gone to the hamptons and my feeling is that carry we just said people deal with death in different ways she's dealing with the death of her soulmate I mm. felt like she handled everything in a very carry way. She like tried to, she tried to keep things buttoned up. I think she's allowed an outburst. What do you think, John? Yeah. I don't think she necessarily blew up at Charlotte. She just like, she, she blew up. She had an, a, like a little emotional break. And mm. I think it was, it was couched in some comedy where the neighbor came out mm-hmm. and they then like talked about the neighbor and, and laughed about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I, I think, She's also frustrated that Charlotte keeps out emotionally her, emotioning her. And mm. so I think it was like a good outbreak. I think it was necessary. I don't like the things I don't like that Carrie does is when she's just like blatantly over the top selfish for like an unjustified reason, which I think mm. we've, we saw Carrie in, in Sex and City do. This is, this is a moment in Carrie's life where she can be as selfish and demanding and uh as possible i mean her she's she is the one going through the grief so i don't think she did anything wrong to charlotte and i think charlotte also hopefully would understand that anything carrie said would be probably out of an emotional outburst and she still really likes her she invited Mm. she invited charlotte back into her home and they were able to like talk and joke about that so yeah um yeah i'm i'm I have other other than her not calling the the paramedics when when Big was having a heart attack. Oh man, just kidding. Um, I'm I'm pretty pro pro Carrie so far. I think speaking of friendships, and I got like a little emotionally uh, moved. We haven't spent a ton of time talking about it. Is when she opens the card and saw that it was from uh, Samantha. Yeah, the flowers. Kate, yeah. 
Katie and I were like, who's it from? Who's it from? And she's like, I bet they're, I bet they're from Natasha. And then when, that, you know, it said love Samantha, we were like, oh my gosh, it was, mm-hmm. they, they corrected, I think some of the mistakes they made in the first episode, uh, mm. regarding Samantha's friendship. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're, I think you're right. I think that was definitely a, um, who knows, maybe that was like the last reference or maybe that was the, uh, but it definitely like made, f- made Samantha more real and made it more like, oh man, they're, they're people, they're, they're best friends, you know, like there's, she's still part of the crew. Yeah. So God, how, how hard are they missing the opportunity for Samantha to have a, a British one lump or two? like a British tea <laughs> conversation with like sex with some old British dude. They're missing so many opportunities for that. Um, well, uh, and just like that, we We're did done. it. Um, I, I'm so excited for the third episode. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, so the third episode is called, Oh, we it's need called to talk when about in Rome. Kevin's cons- you need to talk about your conspiracy a little bit. And well, and- oh, yeah. Yeah, this is, listen, I'm still, I think Kim Cattrall will be in the series. I've fought with people on Instagram about it. I think that she will show up at some point in this. Um, she posted her last picture on Instagram like a week ago was her with over a cup of coffee that just said when in Rome. And this next episode is called when in Rome. Is this, is, I call this, uh, it's not QAnon. I call this Kim Anon. It's my Kim Cattrall uh, conspiracy theory, but, uh, you know, I'm looking for what I can. This is pointed out to us by Christelle Billado, who is an amazing artist who follows mm-hmm. us on Instagram, but I think there might be something to it. So if Kim is on this, we're, we're Babe Ruth in it. We're calling it and knocking it out of the park. We still think she's on the rest of the series or I do, but it could be this episode when in Rome because mm-hmm. well, wouldn't that make sense? She's just mm-hmm. zipped over from London. They run into her. Mm-hmm. We'll that, see. I think it would be amazing. Wait, do, so do you think they're actually going to go to Italy? I think so. Yeah. But isn't that isn't isn't that expression when in Rome used for partaking wherever you are? So like it could be like I think be they're going to be doing New York. I think they're going to go to way. Little Italy. I think ah. it's just. I think I they I think gonna. they figure out a Zoom Shiva and they just did the whole episode is a Zoom Shiva hosted by Bitsy Von Muffling. <laughs> Bitsy Von Muffling just she she they get her in there and then there's a five minutes where she's like, how do I switch the host? I need to leave. But who do I make the host for the meeting? And her husband's like, I'll show you Bitsy. Her, her new that, musical theater. That's husband. not her. That's not her husband. I thought that was her friend. No, that's her, I thought new, he husband. Was her new husband. That's her new husband. Nathan, oh, was like the Nathan Lane character. Oh, OK, got it. She, she, yeah. she certainly has a type. Um, she does. Um, I hope. I don't. Actually, I don't know yet if they're going to go to Italy. I could see the girls like taking Carrie away, um, and just like getting out of town for a little bit. But I don't know. I think the writers would know that that the episodes where they leave New York don't feel as good, and I'm not sure if they want to waste like like twenty percent of their total episode time outside of New York. That's true. I could see that. I could see that. I don't know. That's well. We'll have to see. Well, Drops listen, tonight. Listen, one, one thing right? we have to promise to do because which we can even do uh, on our Patreon or something, but uh, but we have to go back and break down Susan Sharon in mm-hmm. yes. in this because one reason, one strategic thing that I think is smart is it was so niche that I think 
that it was a good job of being like, oh, this was a big deal at the time. This and I think it's going to push people back into the series, which is one of the like business things that I'm sure they want to do. Mm-hmm. And it made me mm. be like, man, I have to go back and watch that episode to get the context. And I read the breakdown and I was like, I remember that. But it was definitely her and Bitsy, I thought, were good ways to push people back to the series. That That's definitely the point. But also, yeah. like, it, it, quick, it made Su- sense in real life. Susan yeah. Sharon's the one where Carrie tells her to divorce her husband, right? Yes. And he yells yeah. at her all okay. the time. And then they yeah. do, they give her Charlotte's dog. Yeah. yeah yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's right. So, yeah. Well, and just like that, that's it. That's all we got. That's, it. that's all we got. Let's go around real quick. Oh, yeah. Right, Cosmo rating. Cosmo rating. While we're doing our Cosmo rating, go on iTunes, give us five stars. Tell us what you like yeah. about the podcast. Subscribe to our Patreon. Yeah. I'm going to give this episode three cosmos okay uh i'm gonna go 3.5 cosmos i think this was i mean the first episode was electric um it was so fun this was also very fun i could probably go higher to to like four but um yeah it, it felt like there was like a lot of time just at the mugatu um <laughs> wedding and like, <laughs> what is this a funeral for sorry, ants the fu- yeah the funeral it was the hottest funeral in town john preston john james preston um yeah. and like I, I, the the che diaz smoking weeds scene so like stupid. it felt it felt awkward mm-hmm. um but it was also a good way for her and miranda to meet um and so i don't know 3.5 i probably could go up to four i um i'm giving it a four um i watched it again this morning and maybe it's forgiving it watching it the second time but i liked it a lot better the second time mm-hmm. maybe it's because kevin and i when we were enjoying a lot of in vivo from sjp wine um or you know sjp's wine from in vivo uh i think the wine's just called x uh but um maybe we were we got our our critiques out then but i yeah i I could go lower and i could be much more critical but i i think i'm just so happy that it's back and i think it is and i think the thing kevin said makes a lot of sense if it's the second part of a movie i think Mm -hmm. it's encapsulated it feels like one of the sex in the city movies and i think it's Mm -hmm. setting the table for a lot of things so i'm giving it a four i think the table set table set yeah Mm -hmm. and i'm i'm i think we have I, yeah, let's eat. Let's let's dig in. I think there's so much potential. Review for the first two shows. I say this is better than I thought it would be. Hundred percent. And that 100%. is and that is awesome. So yeah, like yeah, I think people were embracing for it to be like full cringe. And if like we're watching it, enjoying it, and there's just like a sprinkling of cringe moments, like mm. we're on a we're on a really good track for yep. for this this uh series. Yeah. I'm pumped. Agreed. Well, All right, y'all. Later taters. Well, later taters. Later taters. The Bradshaw Boys stars Corey Cavan, John Sieber, and Kevin James Doyle. The show is produced by Jeremy L. Balin. For more information on the guys, check out their website at bradshawboys.com, on social media at The Bradshaw Boys. And if you see them in the street, tip your glass. Thanks for listening. Nailed it. We good?